Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, episode three of the Weekly Nightly Podcast as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So uh, I am Andrew, aka at Troy underscore AJ on Twitter. I am Carlo. I am at some dude 88. Hey, hey guys, Eric Simonis, uh, Eric underscore Simonis. Good luck spelling it. All right. Uh, Dave Aikman at Aikman CMU. And guess what? We got a special guest today. So we have Justin Emerson uh, from Hockey or Vegas Hockey Twitter and also a uh, writer for the Las Vegas Sun has uh, been nice enough to join us and uh, discuss our uh, our fandom and probably laugh at us along the way. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself as well, Justin? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I guess uh, since we're doing Twitter handles, I'm J15 Emerson. And like you said, Las Vegas Sun. And Justin always has fun, uh, fun tweets, uh, especially when you start reading them around around a uh, you know Vegas Twitter, and then start putting them together with some of the other uh, sports writers. So there's always some fun banter going on between a lot of the writers, which is always amusing as you know us as fans that there's this these fun conversations going along as well. So I know as uh, you know our group, we definitely appreciate it. We interact a lot, like probably more than most people with Justin and you know other writers on on Twitter here, but. Uh, Hopefully we're not too annoying, but we like to, you know, every now and then add in some stuff. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel really legit now. We actually have an, an actual celebrity as our guest. Honored, the, honored. The real Vegas <laughs> media, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he said, celebrity. Ah, I see. Um, so let's let's jump right into it today because we, we got a pretty interesting uh, outline here to, or agenda to go through. So let's just jump right into what we saw last night with this, uh, you know, Arizona and Vegas game. Um, so I don't know, Eric, what are your what are your initial thoughts? Let's start off with you on this. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're recording this Friday night. So last night, uh, Golden Knights played Arizona. Um, slow start, but that's probably to be expected, just kind of knocking the rust off. Um, didn't have a shot for the first couple minutes. Arizona had the first couple shots, but then Vegas took over. Uh, Arizona got a power play. Riley Smith and uh, William Carlson, as it's been talked about, um, were reunited on the on the on the penalty kill or power kill, as as everybody likes to now affectionately call it, and got a shorthanded goal. And just kind of from that point on until the last minute of the first period, um, Golden Knights really dominated possession, dominated the score. I mean, it was two nothing right before the end. So. What uh, what'd you see, Dave? Well, just like you said, a really slow start, but then Arizona took that penalty and Vegas got momentum there. Uh, that, that that power play there, they got a lot of shots on, maybe uh, not really got a – didn't get a goal at that chance, but it changed momentum, and then they carried that momentum throughout almost the entire period, and except for up until the last minute, which is something we've kind of noticed before. You know, not great starts to periods and not great ends. But for overall, that that first period was, you know, the way we want to see them play. Do you guys think that, like, it's, you know, the team getting kind of tired out or something? Like, because we, we saw that a lot, I want to say, when Turk was still, uh, was still coaching. We saw that quite often, like, in a lot of those games that ended in the overtime loss. There was, like, what, two or three in a row? Um, like, I want to say it was Montreal on Halloween and then Winnipeg, like, the, ne- the following game. Um, and it was like that kind of feel where I was worried that it was going to head in that direction, but uh, obviously it didn't, and things things went in Vegas's way. But yeah, it did have that feel at times. Um, I, I don't know if you guys felt that way too. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit uh, because 
literally haven't played for four months a real game. So that's I think that kind of plays into that a little bit too. But I mean, I don't think Vegas controlled the whole game after that because I thought they had a few sections in that third period where Arizona was uh, tilting the ice there a little bit. Arizona dominated the the shots. I mean, it, I think going into the third, it was like nineteen to eleven, and then by yeah. middle of the third, it was twenty one to twenty two. I mean, it was they, they they definitely came back in the third, which is to be expected. And then Tuck had that um, phenomenal goal. I don't give him that shot a hundred times, he might make one more on an empty net. I, I have no idea how he made that. Justin, what'd you see? A lot of what you a lot of what you guys said. I mean, I don't think it's anything about getting tired out or anything like that. I think in a, in a 60 minute hockey game, you're not going to control all 60 minutes, but they sure control a lot of them. And yeah. I mean, I like what Dave said. It's not often that taking a penalty is kind of the uh, booster for your momentum, but I, when you got a penalty kill and aggressive one like Vegas, has, I mean, that's what, that's what you get. And they, I mean, they were the better team and they, they, they played like they were the better team and a lot of power plays helps uh, keep uh, suppress Arizona's offense. And that was it. Yeah, I was more like talking about the first period there when I said at the end it didn't dominate, but oh, you're yeah. just like right there, Carlo. You were definitely right there about throughout the game. Arizona did get some momentum there, and you know Vegas didn't know what to do. Oh, we were just talking about the first period. I thought we were talking about the whole game. Never mind. <laughs> we were also talking about the whole game. I mean, we we mentioned the the tuck goal, and can we dig in on that for a second? Because yeah, I, I think you're right, Eric. I, I That's not a goal that goes in like at, through practice every single time. He wasn't even really like – I think he was just trying to throw it at the net, and it just happened to work. Well, did you guys see what, what um, Jesse kind of talked about? So Jesse posted it last night and then dug into it a little bit more today. Um, when they took the draw in the neutral zone, you had four Golden Knights on the ice. Because it was on the – Vegas side of the neutral zone, what Jesse thinks, and I, I mean, it's tough to tell, you had Tuck standing up and you had Mark Stone standing up. So if, in Jesse's opinion, if Vegas won the draw, Tuck jumps on the ice. If Vegas loses the draw, Stone jumps on the ice to be in the defensive side. Now, it looked real goofy because you take a draw with four players and then somebody jumps on the ice as soon as you win the draw. So, did Justin, did you see any of that or did you look at that today at all? Uh, I, saw, I saw what you're talking about. I would tend more toward the belief that it was a mistake and because yeah. I don't I don't really see why you would want to start with four guys when you could have five uh, yeah. and if you were going to send Stone out if they lost the draw that the implication being that Tuck's the better offensive option I don't quite agree with so <laughs> that is true I, it, was just, it was so goofy that, that it happened that way yeah I think well, it was I literally think, just a mistake oh, sorry good when you're playing an exhibition game after your first time off in four months, sometimes things just happen. I mean, Stevenson literally ran into Carlson and caused an offsides yesterday, <laughs> so they weren't exactly at their sharpest. Well, did, yeah, did you guys? Uh, and they did well, have the too many men on the ice penalty in the game yeah. as well, too. So, yeah, so they were just averaging it out, going with too few men on the ice. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the uh, speaking of the tuck goal, though, because everybody's talking about the shot, I everybody kind of gloss over the actual play because that was such a great setup um without rush was really good tuck tuck went in beat the guy um he he kind of controlled the puck and i thought he was going to actually shoot that as a partial breakaway but i don't think he fully controlled was able to fully control the puck but that that was just a great rush i think 
like it was a great play from uh, was it Wah right? The pass it to him. Oh, it was, uh, was Wah fell down, got it to Cousins. Cousins. Oh, it was Cousins. Yeah, that was it. It was, really... it, in, it was a good dump in because it wasn't all the way to to the boards. It was just kind of right into the zone. Tuck used his speed that he had, was able to get yeah. it, control it, turn and yeah. shoot. I'm just I'm just happy that this third line really produced because we haven't had that since uh, Carlson, Lindbergh, and Leipzig. You know, so game <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah. can we uh, can we real quick? Uh, I want to go back to talk and talk about some stats, but we talked about Stone for a second, and I just want to talk about how he absolutely lost his mind over that empty net goal. Like, he just like lost it. I, I I think he was more excited looking over that empty net goal than I've seen him over like winning a playoff game. He he loses his mind on everything though. That's true. The well, funniest I, thing about the funniest thing about Mark Stone is that you guys you guys have seen interviews with him. Like yeah. as far as the expressive Mark Stone, like as soon as he leaves the ice, it just wipes to like the very neutral like <laughs> interview face and he just kind of answers the questions and you'd have no idea that it's the same guy that answers interview questions in the same way that he like reacts on the ice it's insane he's so stoic he's just weird man i bet you like what gives very hockey player answers as opposed to just yeah like you said absolutely losing his mind anytime anything good happens which is so much fun to watch yeah Uh, i i I love it as a as a gift maker I personally love it because it's like one of my favorite guys to gif because it's mu- hey, so easy. We've all used the phrase, let it all out on the ice. And that's yeah. exactly what he does. I, I even, I, I even bet that like without like the media's not, e- when the media's not even there, the camera's off and stuff. He's like that probably with his teammates and stuff, you know, he's a little bit more kind of outgoing, but I feel like when the media's there, he's a little bit more professional and kind of stoic. Everybody's got their everybody's got their interview face and interview voice. Yeah, like I'm not saying that's just my theory. Like I don't know the guy. I don't know him personally. So who is who is the best interviewer for that you've talked to, Justin? My my guess would be one of them is Pacioretty because he's so verbose. Uh, Current team or because I do have an answer, a very clear answer, but he's not on the team anymore. Uh, Let's let's have both both all time and current. The best one, right? (laughs) <laughs> the best one's Pierre Edward Gomar. He was the best oh. player to talk to. He he would like he not to say anything about anybody else on the team, but he would think about the question that you just asked him and give him a very thoughtful answer, which I always appreciated. Uh current team, uh Nate Schmidt's always fun to talk to. Um Max Pacioretty, like you said, is good. And um I really like uh I'll tell you what, Jonathan Marcheseau after a tough loss is pretty fun too. <laughs> of course. Like <laughs> It's very emotional. You know who I've noticed gives the most hockey answer ever is Alex Tuck. Like every time something about pucks in deep. <laughs> he 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 he'll stand up for his teammates as, as well as anybody else does. I remember there was a game last year that uh Brandon Perry missed a wide open net. Like the puck was like laying in the crease and he something happened and he missed it and I went up and I asked Tuck about it. I'm like, hey, you know, is there any frustration when goals that should go in don't go in? And right away, he's like, well, if you're talking about the Perry one, I've missed worse than that. So I mean, he, he'll stand up for his teammates pretty good. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because that's the part that you don't always hear in the, like, video and canned feeds from Vegas and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, because I, I feel like this team's really tightly knit, though, right? It's, it's They're very close. Well, and, I mean, a lot of them, I guess, fewer 
every year it seems we're on that first year team and they're gonna always have that connection with each other and I mean there's less and less of them every year but uh yeah no I mean it's a it's a it's a pretty to get to drift into the hockey cliches it's a pretty tight-knit group in that. yeah and they all seem ready for it right now definitely all seem ready for it well I actually I actually had um because I, I, I dabble into Reddit sometimes, and I go to our hockey where all the different fan, fan bases go in there, put in their opinions. And a lot of them actually, after the games, after all the exhibition games, a lot of them actually think Vegas looks the best out of all the Western round robin teams. And I don't know if that's encouraging or not, but like I kind of agree too, though, because uh, like Dallas didn't look good. Uh, St. Louis didn't look good. Colorado looks the best out of like, out of the, the other three, but they had you like big trouble against Minnesota. You know, yeah, I think it depends on on how much you want to take from a from an exhibition game. And I, I mean, you guys kind of know my point on that is it's the only exhibition game they're going to have. It's next games for most of those teams are elimination games when it comes to the other teams that we're playing. So I think it it mattered more than just a normal September or or August exhibition game uh, before, uh, but. Who knows? St. St. Louis. St. Louis played their entire roster, so I mean, they they don't give me a ton of confidence showing how they showed. I mean, yeah. Vegas obviously, like you said, Carlo probably looked the best. Colorado started off super quick. They scored two really quick against uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, but then only essentially lost the rest of the game from there on out. So didn't they win the game? But they only scored like one more yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got outscored two to one going down the stretch. Uh, Minnesota. Eh. Hey, let's go back to the Knights. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think last night. So Flurry obviously need to touch on Flurry. Flurry looked really good. Only let in the one power play, dirty mucked up goal. I actually think that type of game would have better suited Robin Leonard to where yeah. not getting a ton of shots. Flurry seems to do better when he gets a lot of shots, whereas as Leonard can kind of go without shots and be okay. But it gives me a lot of confidence. Obviously, knowing Fleury only gave up one, and then that, how the defense was able to suppress shots. Now it was only Arizona, so <laughs> that's true. And uh, they've they've been having plenty of their own issues with everything. So, uh, so speaking of issues with Arizona, though, uh, what's your guys' take on the Reeves hit? Let's see. Let's go with uh, I think. I mean, we talked about it. I mean, he was the the kid was leaning down. And as he's turning, his head goes down farther as Reeves com is committing to the hit. And he just nailed him in the head because it was just the angle there. Now, and I think the only way he could have avoided that is if Reeves just didn't commit to the hit. Uh, I, at this point, the NHL's already looked at it and said no further discipline. No, there's no reason to look at it any more than they already have. Um, if the roles are reversed and somebody gets gets hit in the head with an elbow on the Knights, obviously, we're all talking about it a little differently. But I think, and we talked about this uh, earlier today in our in our group chat, I think Reeves has done a really, really good job of kind of changing the narrative about his hits. When he kind of came here, that first game he played, I think it was against the Kings, he went out and got, got uh, a bunch of penalty minutes and didn't look good and kind of everybody thought he was just kind of a dirty player, where now when he, he's going to give you that good, hard check, but he's not going to do anything dirty. I, I didn't think last night was, was anything more than just a, a bad – coincidence between two hockey players 
Yeah, and and you know, obviously, Justin, I responded to one of your things. I did like a frame by frame analysis on that video just because I was really curious because it does look bad from if you if you watch it in full fast motion, it looks really bad. And then you start to look at it and you realize what what had happened was you know obviously uh, uh, Schmaltz was like kind of doing that turn like Dave said, and his head was just so far down. I, it was just like a series of unfortunate events, like Eric said. I think uh, I. I don't know. I, I know that people really either love Reeves or hate Reeves. There's like no in between with that specific player. Um, and it depends on if he's been on your team or not, it seems. Cause like you go ask a blues fan if they hate Reeves and they'll be like, no, they're, he's one of our favorites. But then you go and ask somebody that's never had Reeves on their team, like Washington. And they'll be like, we hate that guy. We hate him so much. So I think there's a lot of bias on rivalries and where he's been as a player and what he's done to mess up other players. So yeah, he's got a reputation, but I, I think, you know, he had 47 penalty minutes this season, um, regular season in 71 games versus last season he played 81 and he had like 74 minutes or something like that. So he's trying to clean up. He's trying to, you know, hit clean. And the fact that he had 47 penalty minutes and led the league in or was one of the leaders in hits. I mean, he's, he's doing the right things. I, I just think it was unfortunate and maybe he could have done a hip check instead of a shoulder, but you know, it is what it is. Justin, what do you see? Well, I mean, I think there's a difference between a physical player and a dirty player. I don't, I don't think Reeves is a dirty player. I think he goes out there and he plays hard. Um, I also think that there's, a, you know, you can have a, a penalized hit that wasn't intentional. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. I thought it should have been a penalty. But Hold on, hold on. Do you say penalized hit that wasn't intentional? Because that sounds very familiar to, to something else I'm thinking of. Sorry, I had to put my, my Cody Egan joke in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't think Reeves tried to hit him. I, I thought it should have been two minutes for elbowing. But, I mean, you know, there was – I also don't think that the uh, – I don't think it was a, necessarily a hold on White Cloud either. So, I mean, it became yeah. a it became two minutes regardless. And, I mean, I don't, I don't yes. know if there should have been supplemental discipline. I think if the league's serious about headshots, then maybe. I don't know. I mean, they decided that it wasn't. I didn't whatever yeah that definitely evened out there because that was such a weak call on white cloud you know and i i agree there there should have been no discipline there at all yeah, i think they called the wrong penalty i think it was supposed to be elbowing on reeves but for some reason they're like uh white cloud go to the go to the box speaking of white cloud though i kind of want to bring him up because i i was text, texting you guys during the game because i actually uh was keeping a special eye on him because I wanted to see how he performs. Um, and I thought he was really good. Like his decision on the puck is, I, I didn't see him like make a really bad mistake on, on like getting the puck out of the zone. He's, he's, he's making really good decisions and I'm, it makes me feel really good because I know we were going to roll him out in the playoffs and it kind of gives me like because I was concerned because, you know, White Cloud is a rookie. Like, this isn't going to be his first playoffs. And he looks fine. And I'm kind of really impressed by him, to be honest with you, from that game. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things about White Cloud is his passing. I, I've always seen him, like, do amazing passes and stretch passes. And I don't know. I, I, he has really good, like, vision of the ice, especially for being a rookie. Like, you, I, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but – and I don't know how the rest of you guys feel, but like he, he just always seems like he's been playing for longer than he has in the NHL. Yeah, he seems to be in the proper position almost all the time. So, and it, it, it's great to see out of a young kid like that. I want to see him paired with Hague at some point again in the, at the NHL level someday. I think that'd be just 
just for a game. I just want to see it for a few games, see how it works. But I, I, I think that'd be an interesting pairing. We were talking about that the other day. Um, I don't, I don't know about anytime soon though, because both no. are really young. But like, yeah, like I was saying, th- those two were the best pair in the AHL when they were rookies. Like one, of, one of the best pairs in the AHL when they were rookies. But that's the AHL. It's a, it's a whole other league in the NHL. So, yeah. So real quick, anytime um, soon. I want to go back on uh, to Tuck for a second, Eric, because I, I know I asked you to pull the stats on him. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to paint a narrative going into these playoffs because, you know, we all know that Tuck had a really unlucky year with injuries. Uh, and he just has bad luck in preseason and getting injured. The last well, the last two seasons he got injured in preseason and couldn't play the first, uh, the you know, opening games. Um, and then obviously he got hurt, what, two or three other times throughout the season this this um, in this past regular season? Yeah, no, this year was a real tough year for him. Um, yeah, injured early, uh, then came back, went in for a chat, got injured again, and they just kind of struggled the whole time. Only, I think it was 42 games what I was looking at early. He didn't play a lot of games. Uh, last year was obviously his best statistical year. He, uh, he got injured in preseason. I think shot to the foot or something like that is, is what it was, but nobody said anything. Um, and when he was out, he was able to talk with Stasny, and I think that really helped his game. He talked about that a little bit. Um, the biggest thing with Eakin, or not Eakin, but talk is just getting away from Eakin. I always we, – we talk about it jokingly on this, this podcast all the time about how Eakin is the human anvil, but he was Tuck's anvil. Absolutely just destroyed him. Every year that Tuck's been on this team and Eakin was on the team, they were paired together for the majority of the minutes played, and it was just ugly, unfortunately. Um, go through some quick stats this year, 176 minutes paired with Eakin, uh, expected goals for was 2.16, uh, without Eakin, it was 2.54. So almost a half a goal better per 60 last year. It was almost a full goal from 2.56 to 3.32. So Tuck just needed to get away from Eakin is, is the biggest thing that I see when you start looking at deeper numbers when it comes to Tuck and then obviously being able to stay healthy. Now, um, DeBoer's already talked about. He told Tuck, hey, nobody, everybody will forget about your regular season if you have a big postseason. So Tuck looked good last night. Looks like being paired with uh, Waugh and Cousins was good for him. But we got to see what happens when Stevenson drops back down there. Well, remember when Turk had him on the left? Which he, <laughs> like, never played. And then he put Glass on the right, right? Yes, unfortunately. Played two, two, uh, two of our best young players, both out of position, so uh, Cody Eakin can play center. And I feel like when that happened was also around the time where both Glass and Tuck got hurt. So I, I can't remember if they were playing out of position when they got hurt, but it just seems like you, know, you put a real young kid in a spot that they're not used to, and it's opened him up to maybe more liability there. Um, not sure. What do you, uh, Justin, what do you expect out of uh, Tuck this postseason run? Uh, I, I wrote about Alex Tuck, uh, what, a couple weeks ago, last week. I don't know. Time doesn't matter. Um, but and plug it. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Click the uh, link below. Hey, you brought me on here. I'm going to plug my stuff. Um, <laughs> no, but I, 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 I kind of agree that I think that, that Tuck's a big wild card for the team. He was really good last year. And, and a lot of that came with not to push back too hard against what Eric said, because I don't necessarily disagree about the Cody Eakin thing, but a lot of, where Alex Tuck was thriving last year was when he was with Paul Stasny and Max Pacioretty too. So it wasn't just necessarily Cody Eakin. It was then moving off of, you know, two all-star forwards too. It was basically since the time that they acquired Mark Stone, Alex Tuck has, has 
dropped off statistically. So, and you know, injuries and everything this year too. So I think a healthy tug could be, could be a problem in the playoffs for, for other teams. I mean, he's, he's fast, he's strong, he's big, he's, he's got a really nice scoring touch. And I, I think that this is going to be a big postseason for him. I, you know, he doesn't have to worry about a contract or anything like that. So that's not in his head, but uh, you know, I think this will be good for him. I think I, I was really looking forward to what he was going to be able to do with Stevenson, to be honest. I think that that speed together on that third line would have been a lot of fun to watch, but uh, they looked good last night uh, with with Cousins and Wah, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll I guess we'll see how that goes. That's kind of, kind of Cousins back down to a fourth fourth line center when um, Pacioretty comes back. Do you think it's just right back to what they were doing before? Uh, yeah, it might just depend on how well. I mean, if Cousins, Tuck, and Wah are, are lighting it up, and maybe they don't want to mess that up. But I would imagine that, yeah, if, if and when Pacioretty comes back, you've got him back in the spot, Stevenson down to the third line, and Cousins to the fourth. I uh, Going back to Tuck, I, I think Tuck's also really, really eager to prove himself this postseason too because he did have that down regular season. And you can see how he played last night. Like, he wants it. Like, he, he is motivated and hungry. And I feel like that's going to drive him a lot this postseason. And I expect a lot from Tuck. We're all hungry. Out of all the players, he should be the most ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if, if uh, Cousins and Wa and Tuck are just clicking, when Pacioretty returns, he's just going to be the fourth-line center. What can we do? Oops. <laughs> That's what yeah, that's happen. right. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's speaking of Pacioretty, let's let's move on here. And um, you know, one of the things that I know that the whole fan base on, especially on Twitter, has been talking about is when is Patches coming back? So Justin, I know you wrote a great article, kind of analyzing what DeBoer had said and like now who's plugging? Yeah. Um, uh, look look at that trans. Let, let's pause. Look at that transition though. <laughs> <laughs> Just screwed everything up, Carlo. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well, now nobody knows what to say. Good job. Now it's that 10 seconds awkward silence. It's all on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but but just really curious, uh, Justin, like kind of when you were analyzing like what DeVore was saying and you were like re like kind of, you know, writing your article, like what your feeling is now on on like do you think he's coming back anytime soon or like why is he still here if it's just a minor injury sort of thing part of the frustration about them being in a bubble and media not being in that bubble is um i don't know <laughs> i don't know the all the, all the information that we get is is from DeBoer. we can't see when he's at practice we can't see when he's back he might have flown in today he might be practicing tomorrow and we just we just don't know and um it's, it's tough to say because uh, DeVore said in the last week of training camp when Pacioretty missed his first day that they wanted him back by the end, and, and he didn't make it. And it was a bit of a surprise to hear that he, that he didn't even go with the team to Edmonton. So we have no idea how far away he is. It's clearly a little bit more serious than they had thought or hoped uh, it was going to be because he didn't come with the team and he wasn't able to get into a practice or a scrimmage. So, I mean... It's, it's unfortunately kind of a wait-and-see thing. Um, at this point, you know, you've got, what, you've got a game on Monday and then two days off until you're playing again. So I would say maybe Thursday is that first day that I would maybe hope for him back, but I, I don't know. 
I, do you buy in the conspiracy theory at this? This is just all a cover because Probably his wife no, is about before you get too far into that. Because, <laughs> because his wife is about to give birth, and it's just all a cover, and he's there in Vegas waiting for his wife to give birth. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, well, and, and that's the thing. It's like we can't. We can't. Yeah, you just don't talk know. to anybody about it. We're not there. We can't see anything. So, you know, you can speculate all you want. Anybody can, but that's that's really all it is. And that's speculation. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are as informed as as anybody is. Any fans are. Everybody is that about when Pacioretty's going to come back. Well, Justin, you're going to drive over to his, like, wherever he's living here and, and just sit outside his house for a couple of days after this, right? <laughs> you get, you know, behind a bush with, a, with a binoculars, yeah. yeah. With binoculars, all right. He left the house, didn't wear a mask. Oh, that's good. No, that's not good. <laughs> I wanted to touch on that a little bit. How frustrating is it when you're doing the Zoom conference to ask a question and not be able to do a follow-up when you when you are trying to get more information how frustrating do you find that when you're talking to DeBoer and you want to try to dig a little deeper you can only ask one question they shut you off and then you move on how frustrating do you find that it, it is a little frustrating and it's frustrating like I said that we're not there at practice and we have to ask William Carlson who he's skating with at practice and we have to ask uh, Pete DeBoer who his third line is and these are questions that we just we have to ask because we don't know like tomorrow somebody's gonna have to ask about Nate Schmidt whether or not he practiced because they were off today but you know he left the game it was just a bruise or a cramp or whatever it was that DeBoer said and yeah you can't you can't follow up and you're kind of at the mercy of the zoom uh moderator so it's 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 a new challenge on how to report on the team for sure yeah and another thing to kind of touch on that it sucks that you're having to waste quality question time to ask questions that you should be able to answer if somebody was there. Yeah. 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 I mean, these, you're right. Those are questions that we, if we were able to, you know, under normal times, we would have been at practice in the morning. So we would have known what the third line looked like or whether or not Nate Schmidt was on the ice. And if he was, wouldn't be worth the question. And if it wasn't, it'd be like, well, Hey, uh, where's he at? So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. So to touch on the, to kind of wrap up on patches, you're not panicking until what? the Thursday game or are you not panicking until game one of an actual elimination series? If, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, you obviously want him here as soon as possible. And if he's, I mean, there's a chance he could have flown in today and he's ready to go on Monday. I, do, I don't know. Um, and I hate saying I don't know so much. That's very whatever to come on a podcast, get asked questions and not have the answers. Very fun times. Well, we get it. it now. We get it. Uh, oh, no, oh, but, no. Uh, it happens to us yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. If he's not here by the, st I would start worrying. I mean, if he's not here by the start of the elimination round, whenever that, when when that starts, the August 11th or 12th or whenever their first game is, obviously that's that's very concerning at that point. Yeah, that was my feeling as well. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it until you know we begin the elimination series or even late into that series. Yeah, we we've talked about it a lot, and it'll kind of kind of go right into the next topic we want to talk about. For me, it's just Vegas just needs to avoid the four seed. So as long as, as they can win one of the round robin games, avoid that four seed, and then if he's back before the elimination games, then, then all is good. Yeah, because if, yeah. if they yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just. I mean, the seedings are you want to you want a higher seed, but I, frankly, I don't super care that much who their what their seed is or who they're playing. You don't get the 
you know, if you're playing the Blues in Game 7 of the Western Conference Final, it's not like you're playing it in Vegas or St. Louis. So the home ice, you get the last change and you get the face-off advantage or whatever. But it's not it's not that big of a deal. And, uh, and it seems like, I mean, the team's kind of said the right things, but you kind of, when you're hearing it, you hear DeBoer say things like, you know, we've really got these three additional games in addition to the exhibition. I don't they're, they're going to want to win them, of course, but I get the feeling that if they end up as the four seed, that they're not going to be too upset about it. Yeah, I, I kind of view the two and three seed as, as the same seed. I mean, yeah, your your first-round opponent is going to be the same. But seeds six through 12, to me, none of them can, can beat Vegas in a seven-round series. I'm not, I'm not worried about any of those seeds, six through 12. Obviously, I don't want to play Edmonton in round one, so that's why I would want to avoid uh, the four seed. I mean, anytime you can avoid playing – two of the best five players in the world in a seven-game series early, that would be good. But I, I think uh, it, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, not, none of those teams scare me in the uh, – who's playing right now in the uh, play-ins other than Edmonton. Because, Ed, like, you, you just don't know. Like, great players like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you just, you just don't know if they can just turn on and – like carry the whole team, uh, but to that extent too, like Winnipeg also may be a little bit of a concern because they have Hellebuck, who's been amazing, and he can turn on and steal a series for you, even with the second line center. Yeah, yeah they have second line center to drag down Patrick Laine now. Because I've seen so many times in the playoffs where a hot goalie will just carry a team all yeah. the way so far, and Hellebuck will probably win the Vesna right now. So. Yeah, it, it, I'm not. I'm not that worried, team. but it's just you know, like a little thought there that Winnipeg could be a team that could be like that. If if yeah. you wanted to, you could come up with a reason why any of the teams could be anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'll just throw in the weird chaos that's involved in these playoffs, and you know, if I tried hard enough, I could spin a reason that Chicago would be Vegas in a seven-game series. So Mal- Malcolm Subban will tear it up. That's the reason. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, so yeah, I, I think that this this round robin is going to be interesting. I feel that so far, what we've seen out of Dallas, St. Louis, and Colorado was not what I was expecting out of any of those three teams from a you know the this first exhibition perspective. But then you got to also think that maybe they're like whatever, it's exhibition. Like we're we're we we are good. We're not worried about this game because we have the round robin anyways, and it still won't knock us out so maybe that's kind of the mindset of some of those coaches but it just like the st louis one was like glaringly bad like they got shut out by chicago i mean look at boston they looked horrible oh, but they're like bad. the best team in the league coming out of the regular season well pasta wasn't able to actually go to training camp and they had all yeah. these people that couldn't actually practice so, for most of the camp so they're just still a mess i think so i yeah the point of not really reading too much into these games does hold a point, but these are the only games we have. So yeah. it's the only thing we can read, you know. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit in our group chat, and Justin, I know you've probably touched on this. This is the longest that these teams have been off. The, this is longer than between ending a regular season and, and starting the next regular season. I mean, they've been off the ice for four months. They've never been off this long. So I don't know how much you can look back to the previous regular season other than, hey, it's the same roster and everybody's healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, well, if you lose in the rate, if you don't make the playoffs, yeah. you're off from April until September. Yeah, but, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's weird to it's this long, and then you pick up the season with the same roster. No, yeah, I, I completely get your point. And which, and that's kind of why I'm not too worried about the exhibition results. Yeah, St. Louis got shut out by Chicago, but like, I mean, if St. Louis started playing a seven game series against anybody in the West right now, I mean, you'd still probably pick them as the favorite to win that series. So I, like Carlos said, this is what you've got to base it off of, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stock into what happened in the exhibition games, uh, good or bad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I mean, the matchups are, you had some that are in the round robin and some that are going to be playing an elimination series right away, especially Chicago and St. Louis. Chicago really needs to step up. They actually want to move on. So they, they're getting stepped up right now. Exactly. So do we want to do uh, this this little prediction game we got going on here? Um, you know, we got we we have a whole little guy. I don't know what you want to call it, contest between just just the people on the podcast to do predictions for you know round robin seating and the play in rounds, and uh, just wanted to do something fun around this just for funsies, basically. Um, well, how about we explain a point system on it all first before we make our predictions? Get it, get it right, get one point. And then you get a bonus point if you get the exact uh, games, if you get the uh, elimination game. Oh, yeah, that's right. You get the bonus point for it. But you only get the bonus point if you get the team right, too. So if you get two points, if you get the right team and the right number of games. Yep. I feel our fans should know that, too. And then uh, you get one point if you get the right seeding, I think, right? And it's going to go through the whole playoffs. It's, I don't know what, what, what we're going to – like, is there a prize for us? We'll figure it out later, right? It's only no, for us. So, like, what what would it, what would we even do? <laughs> it's like it's bragging rights. Right it's bragging rights, you know. Well, so far, Eric's probably gonna win because I mean, he he pretty much called yesterday. So I did said that Reeves was gonna kill somebody and that Vegas was gonna win four to one. Big deal. <laughs> I didn't get my I didn't get my flower empty net though, unfortunately. No. Well, I had my retweet of my own saying that it was going to be three to two and Arizona is going to get an empty net goal, but man, we ended up being with Eric's instead. Um, all right. So, so who, who wants to start off this uh, whole let's, prediction? How, start how about let's do this game by game? Uh, let's right. predict game by game. Yeah, let's right? do it. So, so we want to start with the play in the play in ones and start off with Edmonton. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Edmonton and four. They got Edmonton in four? Yep. Okay. And do they have to be unique? <laughs> well, no, they no you don't have more. to. No, <laughs> no you don't have, it doesn't have to be unique. I, I would. Uh, I'm, Andrew, who do you have? I, no, I, you didn't accent. I'm going to go with uh, Edmonton in five. Okay. All right. And I'm going to say Edmonton in four, and I only say that because I think Patrick Kane or Crawford can steal the game. Justin, you want to play along, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be on the pod, right, if I didn't get to play along. I'll, Hell yeah. I'll go I, I think that Chicago's defense against McDavid and Drysaddle is going to be an adventure. So I'll go Edmonton in, let's say, three. Ooh, three. I, I, actually, I actually was tempted to go with Chicago here just to troll Eric. But, <laughs> no, I went, I went with Edmonton three. <laughs> yeah. We got two people calling for a sweep. Yeah, sweep. I think of all, like, I think of all the series, this is the one that I would be most confident in a sweep. But I, so I have another, I have another one that's a sweep. Really, I didn't call yeah. any, I didn't call for any sweeps. I have is it the other five twelve series. Yes, it's the other five twelve. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> 
I, I came close to making this one a sweep, but I just figured Chicago's, you know, I can get one. This this is this is actually not very surprising for me. I I I, I kind of see this as a everybody picks Edmonton. It's 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 very you know yeah. one side. I, I think Costco can give up five goals to Chicago to lose one game, but they're not losing. They're not losing three games. I don't know. I, I said that they might lose two just because it, you know I I don't think that Edmonton has the best goaltending. You know, I, I, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, that's Chicago, obviously. I mean, like, so, yeah. The, the, re, the reason I was going to go Chicago is because I, I was trolling Eric about uh, Kane, uh, Patrick Kane, playoff Kane being very dangerous, uh, which he is. Like, I'm not – like, you know, he, he's a two-time cup winner. So, but, you know, I, I don't think they have enough firepower to beat I'll him. I'll give him the bad news about his third cup there, Carla. Oh shoot! Sorry, my bad. Three three cup winner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Nashville, Arizona. Um, who you got, Carla? Uh, I have Arizona in five. Okay. I think this is going to be a very close series. I think these two teams are very closely matched. All right, uh, Eric. I'm Nashville in five. Uh, I said national and five, and I think every game will be a one goal game. I can almost see every single one of them going to overtime. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Justin? This this one this one's really tough. I think I think these mat these teams do match up really well. I think though that uh, Nashville's just is better at every position group, other than goaltending, which is always a it's always a big factor. So I'll go Nashville in four. And I would, I was actually going to say Nashville and four as well. So, um, and by the oh, way, I'm, uh, Carlo is keeping track of this. I just I'm, have... I'm, so I am lone wolfing over this right now. Yep, I'm the only one to pick the Arizona. Do we get bonus points if you get pick if you pick the only team? No, no, you get the point. Okay, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> <We don't... laughs> I, <laughs> I'm the only one who went with uh, Arizona on this one. Okay. The next one's going to be interesting though. Vancouver, Minnesota. Yeah, you, you start. You start this one, Andrew. What do you think? Oh, man. I mean, I'm just gonna go with Vancouver because I'm hopeful. Because I just don't like the way that Vegas always matches up with Minnesota. Um, and you know, ever like Mark's room is pretty good. Obviously, they have good backup. Uh, they have some really good tools that are really young. So that could go one of both ways. You know, with Patterson, Hughes, and all and company. So I would say Vancouver in five. Okay. What about you, Dave? Oh, I said Vancouver in four because I think Markstrom's is very underrated as a goalie. And I just think Vancouver's a better team. Okay. Uh, Justin? Vancouver won a total of one more game than Minnesota did. Uh, <laughs> this is tough. Yeah, this is a tough matchup, too. Uh, yeah. What, is, this, is this the 9-10 series? Yeah, this is the 9-10. Uh, um, I'll actually go – I. I really like Minnesota in this one, and I'm going to go Minnesota and let's say five. And Eric? I got Vancouver in four. I just think they have more skill up front. Uh, obviously, defense is, is not very good other than Hughes, but Minnesota doesn't have – Fiala had a fantastic year, but they don't have a ton of, of talent other than defensive talent. So uh, – I also went with Vancouver in four. Uh, Justin is the only one that went to with Minnesota. Looking this, forward to on that. This one. Looking forward to yeah. that. All right. <laughs> it's meaningless right. points, just like the exhibition game, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. We, we could come up with something like, like I don't know. Win, winner gets lunch from some, like everybody or something. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Whenever we can actually eat again, or do we? Have yeah, to... exactly. Whenever we can so eat it's all Postmates. Again. Somebody just gets it delivered. Yeah, them. there you go. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So Calgary, Winnipeg. Ooh, this. This was another one. I start. Okay, I have Winnipeg in five. I I, I think. Uh, Calgary has the better skill up front and the better, uh, or like skaters, I think. But yeah, Winnipeg has the Hellebuck uh, uh, situation going on, so I'll, I'm gonna take the goalie. I also said Winnipeg in five because I just think your best defenseman is your goalie, so Hellebuck uh, wins in that series. Uh, Eric, I got Calgary. Three and five. I feel like I'm going to be the, the the lone one on this one. I got Calgary. I just think that team has too much too much offensive talent. I mean, Tchuk obviously, Goudreau, Monahan. That first line has to play much better. Um, Talbot and uh, who else do they have? They don't have Smith. They have Riddich now. Um, I just I, I I don't believe in Winnipeg at all. Winnipeg has an AHL defense back there. And a Vezina winner goalie, but the defense is still going to let tons of shots in. And uh, how about you, Justin? Uh, this is going to come down basically to whether or not Connor Hellebuck can steal a series. And the longer the series goes, the more I would think that it favors Calgary. The shorter version of it, though, I, I'm a big Connor Hellebuck believer, so I'll go with Winnipeg. And right. how many uh, games? In four. I'm I'm gonna go with Calgary in five. I think this one's going five either way. Um, the, this is the, yeah, the, they're a really weird matchup from what their teams are good and bad at. Because it's like if you put the teams together, they would maybe make like one really good team. But yeah, I, I would say Calgary in five, mostly because by game four or five, Kachuk is gonna be so obnoxious that they'll end up like really getting in the head of Hellebuck and scoring something. Yeah, you Where's just really that? want the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, loser the, has uh, to uh, loser has to move back to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that should be a thing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, so uh, Andrew and Eric pick Calgary. Yep. So yep. everybody else would pick Winnipeg. And uh, uh, but Justin's the only one who picked four games. Everybody else has it in five. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to do the uh, the round robin seedings then? Uh, no, we haven't done Carolina and Rangers yet. No, that's what I'm saying. Before going no. to the East. Do you want to go? Yeah, because we just fished the yeah, West. Let's go, let's the go West to oh. East. So we'll do round robin seeding for, for the West. Uh, All right. Let's do let's do who we have for a first seed. I'll start. I I think Vegas is going to end up with a first seed. I think uh, I, I'm, I might be just a homer, but they, they like that game against Arizona kind of kind of gave me a lot of confidence that they are ready for this tournament. All right, but I also had uh, Vegas. I'll also be a homer too because it's the way they talked in the in the camp about them being ready, about how they all stayed around and worked out, and were just anticipating everything going on, and they were serious from the start. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll be a homer. Vegas for the top seed. All right, Justin, how about uh, how about your thought? Um, I think I'm just going to go chalk on this one. I'm going to go with, I mean, you've got three games with teams that are all so close in talent level. That yeah. I could literally see any of them ending in any spot, but I'll, I'll just take St. Louis as the top seed. All right. Got it. And, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'll I'll do the next one here. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Vegas. I I I like what they that what basically what Dave said. I don't even need to say anything else. Um, Eric. Uh, so for my one seat, I'll go Vegas, and I'll start it off for my two seat. I'm going Colorado. Ooh, I too have Colorado in my two seat. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I actually, it was actually between Colorado or Vegas for my one seed. It's I think those two look the most ready. Like obviously, like we talked about earlier, is one game we looked at. The only thing, only book we can read. But so far, that's the only you know thing we can get up. So, Andrew, did you say you have Colorado too? Yeah, I I do too. Um, it it was just like they seemed like the most put together under Vegas. Um, but it doesn't mean anything, but Colorado's just been so nasty this whole season anyways. And I'll slip flip-flopping back and forth all day long on this, but I'm also going to go Colorado's the second, so St. Louis will be my third. Yeah, I've got I've got Colorado number two. So All right. So four of us have the same one and two, by the so way. So far. But we're going to have the same three and four, and Justin's just Probably, yeah. Yeah, because I, I too have St. Louis as three, and yeah. I, I bet everybody else has St. Louis. Justin, yep. who's your three? Vegas. I just okay. like I'll just I'll just go with the seating on this one. I, okay, I you just you didn't move the seating at all. Okay. What's the fun of that, Justin? Come on. I mean, I could just come on the uh, Vegas fan podcast and pick Vegas to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's go to the uh, play-in for the Eastern Conference then. All right, uh, Penguins, uh, Penguins, Habs. Who, who does? Uh, who do you have, Justin? Uh, <laughs> I've got Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go four. I'll give. I'll give. I'll give Montreal's uh, terrific Corsi numbers a like one game. Uh, yeah, this this is actually my other sweep, uh, as as I said earlier. But you do you did you did bring up a good point that I forgot uh, about when I was thinking about this is that Montreal does have really good Corsi and shot numbers, and uh, depends who which goalie Pittsburgh is going to start too. Well, right. The thing about the thing about Montreal is they were just actively. Not very good this year. I mean, they played yeah. seventy-one games and they lost they should, forty of them. Like, they got, they got swept by games. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they got swept by Detroit and they had nineteen regulation wins, which is better only than Ottawa and Detroit. Like, this is just not a very good team. And they, and yeah, they, should, they're gonna guess what? By Pittsburgh too. So that's that's my. <laughs> well, what about you, Andrew? Who do you got? I I have Pittsburgh sweeping this one. Okay. That one's just like I, I don't see anything that Montreal is gonna bring that like Pittsburgh's not gonna shut down because you know Pittsburgh had their struggles this season but it was also that Crosby and Malkin were both out at one point and then they were out in different times if they're all back and and fairly healthy then yeah that's not gonna be good for, for Montreal. No, I said Pittsburgh and four because I think Carey Price can steal a game. Okay, Aaron. Pittsburgh and four. Okay. All right, this is a clean sweep for us. Pittsburgh yep. all around. Uh, Carolina and New York. Rangers. I'll, I'll go New York and four. Okay. Mm. All right. I, I, too, went with New York at four. Uh, I really like – they have Panarin, a, you know, a hard candidate. And uh, they can't say his name. Really good guy. 
Yeah. Him. Uh, I went back and forth on this, but I'm going to go Carolina in five because, I mean, overall they were a better team, but the only way I could see is that, you know, because the Rangers superior goaltending, but I'm gonna, still going to go with Carolina in five. What do you mean David Ayers is an elite goaltender? <laughs> He's probably there in Toronto. They are playing in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should go with uh, Carolina then. No, I, I'm going to go with New York in five. Um, okay. I They got real, like, they were getting there right at the, like, pause. And and I think that if they, you know, had their another 10-11 games, they would have been a seed in the actual playoffs as a wild card. Anyways, um, they really, really wanted to be there this season. And you could tell that they were just working as hard as they could toward the end. Um, so, yeah. New York in five for me. Um, and then how about you, Justin? I'll go, I'll go Carolina in five. Panarin's going to score plenty, but uh, don't love the rest of that lineup. And uh, I really like Carolina's defense, even if they are uh, a little shorthanded. All right. Uh, next one is uh, the Islanders in Florida. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I have uh, the Islanders in four on this one. I think they are a better team. I don't think Florida is any good. At all, uh, Bobrovsky is a disaster, and um, I, I, I really this is one of those uh, series that I I don't really see Florida at all winning. Like a lot of these series, I can see like other way around. I I don't know. I, I just don't like Florida right now. Islanders have Barley now, right? As a goaltender, Barlamov. Barlamov, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I will go Islanders in four. If, I mean. I, I don't think Barlamov is remotely as good as Leonard, personally. So I, I will not have them sweeping. So, yeah, Islanders in, in four. Bobrovsky, I don't know what happened. He doesn't – does he not care because he got that huge contract or something? Because he looked terrible the other day. It's, it's a completely different system. I mean, yeah. Columbus, shot suppression, good defense, good zone, everything. He goes to Florida and it's wide open. I mean, he's facing more shots now than he's ever faced before. He looks like a wreck. On that, I'm going to take Florida in five. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was slick. I like that. That was good. I like it. I like well, it. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, the Islanders in five, and the rest of the series I'm going to say is boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to this matchup, to be honest. Yeah, but we're all going to watch it because what else is there to do? Yeah, I don't hate this matchup as much as everybody else seems to. I don't. I don't necessarily like the Islanders, but uh, I mean Matt Barzell's a lot of fun to watch, and they've got they've got some fun pieces on that team. And Florida, I don't, I don't know what the problem with Florida is. They've got some really fun. If they weren't playing in, if it weren't for the fact that they were playing in Florida, and everybody's just kind of writes off that That's entire true. market, I think we'd talk about the team a lot differently. Um, yeah, they I, have Barkov, Dadunov. Yeah, Huberdeau's yeah, great. Hala, yeah, I forgot they have Hala now too. Yeah, they just haven't sunk in with Quinville's system yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Florida, and uh, I think New York was. They were. They were just a disaster after like November last season, and they were just hanging along. So uh, I'm gonna go Florida in three. Oh, wow. I like that. Seven game losing streak entering the uh, entering the the pause. They had the longest losing streak entering the pause. I remember hearing that. 
Yeah, like, if you take you out got, the first, if you take out the first two months, I haven't seen the numbers, but New York was one of the worst teams in the league. And I mean, there's going to be a couple of sweeps in this. I mean, we've got eight series. Not all of them are going to go yeah. four or five games. So uh, I'll take this one to be a sweep. Well, then you guys already locked in my pick. So yeah, all right. So for this, for the next <laughs> one, for Toronto Columbus, I'm going to go with Columbus sweeps. Oh, Columbus sweeps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what they do in the first round, right? That's yep, and then, well, and then they're against president trophies, yeah. Then they'll get swept. Stealing my thunder here. Uh, uh, I have them in five. I think it's going to be a closer series, uh, but I still have Columbus. I have Columbus in five. Yeah, I have Columbus in five too because Toronto just can't ever win a, their first series. Yeah. Can they not win their first series, or can they just not beat Boston? Both. Yes. Question. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Toronto. I think Columbus rode some really hot goaltending, but, um, I mean, we got four months off and this is, I think Columbus is going to be the team that gets hurt the most from having that pause. I think that they were, they were kind of rolling, moving into it. And, uh, I'm going to go with Toronto in four. I think Leafs are just a better team. I don't know about that argument because they just got healthy. He just got Seth Jones back. Well, you know, that's, that's fair. I guess I was thinking specifically the goaltending, but you're right. That's a good point. I'm going Toronto and four. Toronto and four. Toronto and four. All right. All right. Uh, there, there are no uh, lone picks in this uh, in the Eastern oh, Conference, wow. guys. It's yeah. going to get competitive then. So, so real quick, we we well, we got to do the rest of the round robin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who wants right. to start on the? Fr- uh, I guess I will since I I talk. Uh, yeah, my first seed is uh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on Tampa as the number one. I agree, Tampa. Uh, I'm just gonna be biased and go Boston. You're gonna you're gonna love my four seed. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I went Tampa one. I went Boston two. Okay. I I also went Boston two. So did I. <laughs> All right, Justin. Oh, wait. oh, I meant to have Boston one. Whatever. Oh, okay. Oh no, no, but. Yeah. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna do are you gonna do I, your regular season? I mean, try, I mean, trying to pick three games is kind of weird, but I, I mean, know it, it is hard, but yeah, I mean, that's I, the fun of it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Keep me keep me with Tampa then. I'll go Tampa okay. and then Boston. Okay. <laughs> All right. And for for my two, I am gonna go uh, Caps. Okay. Uh, who's your three, Andrew? Uh, three for me would be Tampa. Okay. My three is. No, I take that back. Three for me is is Philly. I I don't have any faith in Tampa in the playoffs after last year. (laughs) My my three is Philly. Uh, My three is Washington. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go Washington then Philly. Same for me. Washington three, Philly four. Yep. All right. Well, we're we're locked in to win a free Postmates, whatever. (laughs) Uber Eats. Hold on. Uh, Justin, you said Washington 3, Philly 4, right? Yeah. Every, uh, so Andrew is the only – Andrew and me are the only ones that did Philly 3. Yep. Okay, okay. Let's make it sure. It would I – mean, can you just imagine, though, if, like, Philly ends up as the top seed, a team that was 11 points behind Boston passes them in seeding. Like, Boston is the team that is most – Getting That's the most the, loose, yeah. Yeah, they're getting the short end of the stick more so even than St. Louis when it comes to uh, this uh, round-robin seating. Yeah. To, be, 
to be fair though, Philly was the hottest team coming out of the break. They were yeah, they, they were, were on fire. The LA Kings. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, got the third, they got the second overall pick, so that's their reward. San Jose doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right, so uh, so that was pretty much uh, it for this one. I know we're coming up a little over an hour here so far, so we're going to go into our uh, favorite uh, end, of, end of our podcast segment, the uh, five-minute major news from around the NHL, where we tell you four points in five, under five minutes. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, we, we, was we, that the we, clock uh, there, Eric? No, I was trying to get, before we get to the five minute major, you want to get to the questions. So if you ask people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do that. You got to do that. <laughs> oh, fine. We'll do it first. All right. Um, what do you mean first? There's five minute major, and then you say goodbye. So uh, yeah. questions. I have them pulled up real quick if we want to go through them. Uh, so Wendy asked us, I wish I could understand the round robin and round one thing a little bit better. So I think we tried to do a good job explaining it to her, but the reason why they did. 24 teams, 12 on each each conference, is to give teams that were 9 through 12 that felt they had a chance to make the playoffs the opportunity to play their way into the playoffs rather than just taking only eight um, in each conference and giving somebody that was the nine seed that was playing well just a short end of the stick. So now they're, they're bringing more in, and then the reason why one through four is around Robin is for seeding. They had to make those games mean something to them so they had to give some sort of um acknowledgement that, that the games needed to mean more than just another exhibition game so uh like um justin just talked about philly was 11 points back of boston but philly if they go three and oh they can they can win the one seed so that's why they did it this way it's there's no perfect solution because montreal should not be in the playoffs chicago should not be in the playoffs but hey it's a lot of people are going to watch a lot of hockey, which is good for the sport, going to get more more TV revenue. So that's why they did it this way. And it's a players association thing, too. Um, it would be partial because you'd get a lot less players approving this whole thing if it was less teams and they'd there would be a lot more votes against it from the actual players. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Next question was from uh, Wandering Scott. Uh, somebody asked again, um, do they know if they're bringing emergency goalies into the bubble? But they're not. They, the teams were allowed to bring unlimited amounts of goalies as long as it didn't go over the 31. So most teams bought, brought three or four. So for Vegas, Dansk will be dressed and just in the locker room. If um, a goalie gets hurt, he'll come out and be the backup goalie. So there's your emergency backup goalie. So no David Ayers? Uh, no. Even though they're in, in Toronto, no, no David Ayers. And I, I think thought, his wife even confirmed that anyway. I thought that's Carolina's emergency goalie. Like, that he brought him in the roster, right? He could have been everybody's emergency goalie, whoever got hurt. <laughs> I believe that there's a bylaw that if Carolina ends up playing Toronto, they have to play David Ayers. Yes. I would pay all the money for that. <laughs> um, yes. And watch him win, too, man. Okay, for you, uh, Carlo, somebody asked you which slice is the best slice of cake? Cheesecake. Okay, fair enough. David, what's your best slice of cake? Well, with my diabetes, I don't have a whole lot of cake, so angel food cake. Angel food. Justin? I have a take about cheesecake, but I think it's actually more of a pie, but that's probably a different. Probably <laughs> a different that, that is a fair argument. It's kind of like Chicago pizza and stuff. 
Yeah, you've got the you've got the crust. Cake doesn't normally have a crust. It's, I think cheesecake is is a misnomer, but uh, I do love a cheesecake. I'll go with it. Hey, don't don't forget ice cream cake though too. Yes, I did. I did tweet that. I do love ice cream cake. I tell you what, the big the big like chocolate cakes from Costco are just really good. <laughs> oh, those huge sheet cakes that they make there. Yeah, oh. yeah they rock. I'm gonna go with ice cream cake, but uh, strawberry shortcake, which is not a cake, would be up there for me. Because it has the word cake in it, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to bring that up. Yeah, that's, so that's where I stand on cheesecake. If, if if cheesecake is allowed to be a cake, I'm going with cheesecake. We don't need to talk about the rest. Uh, next one. Um, so state of hoppy, which is a Minnesota-based podcast, wants to know uh, who don't we want to as Vegas fans want to play in round one. So. Edmonton. Round one. Okay, so Carlo goes Edmonton. AJ? I would say uh, I'm going to go with Edmonton, but it'd be real close But if Minnesota was close to there, too. Justin, who's the worst matchup for Vegas in the first round? Uh, I think it's Edmonton just because they're the best team that's available, but don't count out. I, I, Nashville, I think, could give Vegas some fits. Yeah. Okay. David? Yeah, I could agree with Justin on that, too. But I'm going to say Edmonton because I know all of us talk about Minnesota always being a bad matchup. And I know I've mentioned this before. It seems like every time we've played Minnesota, it's either after a long road trip that we just got back from it, or it's the last game on a long road trip, or some kind of back-to-back the way it's always felt. So I'm going to go Edmonton. Yeah, I, I talked about it before. Obviously, I don't think any team 6-12 through 12 can match up with, with Vegas. So it's it's only Edmonton just because of – McDavid, Drysdale, they have the best two players on the ice at that point. So you want to avoid that. So for me, it'd be Edmonton as well. Once again, six through 12 doesn't scare me. And then a uh, question from VGK War Machine. This is a very good question. I know Dave kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, put sports book odds, given the fact that we're in Vegas, on the chances that v- Vegas re-signs Leonard for either another year or a multi-year deal. So Kind of talked about it. So sportsbook style odds, if it was 50-50, it would be negative 110. So if you think that it's uh, like 10%, you need to say like plus 500 or something like that. So for me, Leonard coming back after this year with what they need to re-sign and what they can do in the expansion draft, I think the odds are plus 750 or more. I don't, I don't see any way that Leonard is on this team next year unless he – Wins a Stanley Cup form, and they have to figure out how to move on from from Flurry. And I don't, I don't see that as a huge, huge likely thing. So for me, it's plus seven fifty that Leonard's on this team next year. David, plus three fifty. Oh, you think it's so? You think there's a there's a chance? How do you see it happening? Only way I would ever see it happening is if he takes a bit of a discount to stay with the team, and they move on with from somebody else. Though too, I know people always say. Oh, Stassi, Stassi, but I, and I know we talked about food. You don't want to move Stassi, but that would be the only salary that would fit. Now, I don't really totally see that happening, but you know, I, I always go by Murphy's Law. Yeah, Justin, you see, you think there's any chance that they can resign Leonard? What would your odds be? Like 40 to 1. Okay, so very, yeah. no chance. Yeah, there's, I mean, you've got a flat cap. Uh, I think he's going to want a long term deal. For, for big money that he feels that he deserves, and I would tend to agree. And I, I can't imagine them trading Flurry. And even if they decided they wanted to take it, you would get into who's going to take him. So yeah, that's take Flurry at seven million a year with one year left. AJ Part, partial no trade. Yeah, I, I I can't see Leonard on the team next year. So 
I am gonna I'm gonna be the curveball here, and I'm gonna go with something similar to Dave, a little bit higher. I'm gonna say plus 500. And my reasoning for this is that we're in a really, really weird, unprecedented situation where everybody next season is just going to want to take a contract to play. And the reason behind that is because the cap is flat for the next few seasons. Then you also have Seattle coming in to be the expansion draft, which will provide some sort of relative cap relief to a lot of teams. Well, everybody next year, nobody's going to be signing anybody. Like the, the teams that do have, cap space are ones that nobody wants to go to. So Leonard goes out there, he's going to end up like, oh, back to Ottawa or Detroit or somebody who has a bunch of cap space. I don't see that happening. I see him, he would probably take something just to stay in a team that would ultimately be better for him. And then guess what? Doesn't Stastny's contract expire after this season? He's getting you know older in age, so you don't know if he's going to keep playing or if he wants to sign a contract here or move somewhere else. So I think it's really going to depend on like, if everybody's willing to do one-year deals, but I don't see a lot of people actually making term deals this coming season in any team. Um, but that's just me. Carlo? Edmonton. I have no idea, man. This is uh, – I really want him back, but I. it's going to be – if they do, it's going to be really, really hard. But as I know this organization – I'm not going to put any Oz number because I don't know how to do that, but this is, I'm just going to say something about it because as I know this organization, if they want something, they're going to, they're going to make it happen. So if they want to keep Leonard, they're going to find a way. They will find a way. They're going to move someone or they're going to like get him a like weird kind of cap, weird maneuver that they're going to do. But if they want Leonard, they're going to have Leonard. That's, that's what I feel like this organization has done. Like, Maybe just, except I, for Gusev. Except maybe for Gusev, but you know what I mean. I'm like Eric or Carlson? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think they will find a way if if they really, really want him. Yeah. Okay. All right, Carl, uh, Asia, you're good to go to your uh, five-minute major. But first, a brief word from our sponsors. I'm Corey Francho. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What? Did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game! This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh! I actually, they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty? What? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melting? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh god! Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Now let's try this again. I apologize right. um, for before. Do you so, have a timer? Do you want me to start a timer? Uh, yeah, let's start a timer for our, you know, five-minute major news from around the NHL where, again, we go over four points in under five minutes. Are you ready? Let's go. Start. Right. First one is uh, there's still been zero positive tests in the NHL after they entered the bubble. So, you know, there was a, a you know, a handful here and there throughout the, the lockdown and before into, like, phase one and two. Um, they've continuously been testing and there's been zero positive tests. And meanwhile, the Miami Marlins the other day when the, all that COVID stuff came out about the MLB had more positive tests in one day than the entire city of Toronto. So, uh, good job, MLB. You're not going to be continuing your season that much longer in my opinion. And now you have six teams down. Yep. Yeah. It, it's the, let, let's, uh, get it out of there. Corey Crawford did come out that he had COVID. Uh, but that was before the lockdown and before phase three. He he went in isolation. He didn't go to training camp. Now that he's clear, tested negative, is in the bubble now, is fine. Yep. So, 
Any anybody have other thoughts on this? No, bubble's working so far, so hopefully yeah. it can. Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't burst the bubble, I guess, right? Um, like, and that's what I kind of do worry about though, with like the the weird situations, like you know, Pacioretties or something. Like, what would happen if that somehow, you know, even by flying private, if he picked it up somewhere in Vegas and then flew in there and then it got worse. That I, I just I worry a little bit about. Who loves that. putting terrible stuff out there in the universe, AJ? All right. Hey, saying, moving like, on. Next one. Next one. Right. Next? Uh, Brendan Lemieux suspended for two games from a hit from before the pause. And all I got to say, he's a, he's a son of a bitch. No, literally, he's a son of a bitch because his dad, Claude Lemieux, and Claude Lemieux is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is a fair analysis, very expertly uh, professional. Uh, I like it. Um, what hit? I actually did. I missed the hit. I, I, it's Colorado. I don't know what hit this is. Yeah. yeah it was, but, it was, he, so he, uh, Brendan Lemieux was on the Rangers. It was like an interference type hit coming down as, uh, as somebody on, on Colorado was trying to score a goal. So just kind of shoulder to the head, same same. Uh, hit we were talking about with Reeves. Obviously, now it was much different. It was in the in the flow of the game. So, yeah, he got suspended two games. So, he'll miss the first two games of the round robin, which is surprising because best of five, you're missing two. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, Carl, you want to take the next one? Uh, yes. Uh, Washington goalie, their uh, young up-and-coming uh, goalie, uh, Samsonov, has not participated in training camp because apparently he's hurt. They've already said he's going to miss the, the entire playoffs. So their backup, yeah. they tried to get um, – I forgot what their backup's name was, but they got him, I think, a period and a half um, behind Holtby. So I, you can't lose Holtby at that point. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think it matters what his name is because when if they lose Holtby, I think they're done. Yeah, I should have switched my seating. <laughs> <laughs> um and the, the last one is really, uh, really cool to see when uh, Ethan Bear is using Cree characters for his nameplate um, on, on the ice and playing with it um, on the Oilers that uh, in the, whatchamacallit, exhibition game. I cannot talk right now. Um, just really great that, you know, there's the indigenous people are like able to be represented by, you know, showing the, you know, representation inside the NHL now, because I know it's been very contested in Canada and all that good stuff. So it's nice to see some of that, um, you know, being the whole hockey is for everyone sort of mentality. Um, yeah, I yeah, can, I can, oh, go ahead, sorry. It's, it's very cool. I, I, I would want to see that on a full-time basis even if uh, he wants to do it. I'd like to see uh, Russian players put their name in how, how they like to spell their names. If it's the anglicized version, cool. If they want to do it in, in Russian, that'd be cool. Or, you know, Czech players or uh, players from all over, I think, should have the option of being able to put their name however they want. I think that would add a really cool dimension to the NHL. Yeah, I would really like that, too. When I was, like, trying to trying to see why they didn't, like, have it for, like, Yamamoto or Suzuki, like, because, you know, Yamamoto is, like, Japanese, and, and you'd think, like, put some kanji on the back of his. Uh, that's I would buy a jersey with kanji in the back. Same. That's, that's why I want it. Like I, I, I love those Chinese New Year jerseys from this this series season's practice jerseys. I'm, I'm just Asian bias. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think uh, cool. give the give the players the option. I think that would be that would be very yeah. cool to see. Yeah. If, they, if that's what they want to do, they should be able to do that. I will yeah. say though, with the with the Cree the way it was when I first saw it, and I didn't hear about the announcement until I saw it on Twitter or whatever. I actually thought that he like 
fell on the ice and it like they just did a really bad job with the like um the like heat press or something because i just didn't like i saw it from far away and i'm like what happened to that well, I saw still late andrew that's five minutes <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go past <laughs> all right well that was four points so um so yeah that's that's it for this week uh next week tune in we're gonna have uh jack and aj on from golden knights watch so they'll be our our guests uh we'll be recording next sunday so we're actually going to record right after the end of the last uh play-in round if there ends up being you know games that go to game five so um i expect there to be at least a couple so i'm looking forward to this next week of games i know everybody here is probably super excited for that so uh yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just pass it off to uh, to this outro here. But thanks again, Justin, for uh, signing on. And um, you know, you want to have anything to plug, man? Yeah, yeah just a plug here. And yeah, just um, everything I've got is on LasVegasSun.com. We just had our Las Vegas Weekly uh, Golden Knights issue come out, so there's a ton of content on the site right now. Uh, everything from uh, everything you need to know about the return to play to betting on the postseason to a couple of opinion columns from the assistant sports editor and uh, just everything you need at LasVegasSun.com. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and give him a follow. He's a great follow on Twitter, man. He's a fun follow, yeah. too. I mean, like yeah. some, of, some of the jokes that everybody is coming up with are just they're, are hilarious when Justin gets in on it. Um, there was one the other day about, you know, Jesse Granger, if, if Malcolm Subban won a series in Chicago, that basically none of us would be able to like go on Twitter anymore because Jesse was not talking about it. And Jesse, you know, definitely admitted that's probably the case too. So my, my philosophy has always been have some fun. Everybody, you know, anybody can tweet out the lines. Just uh, have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah it's the, a sport. The, it's the a sarcasm. Game. The sarcasm and puns are are awesome. Right up my alley. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys, for, uh, thanks for listening. Justin, once again, we appreciate it very much. Thank you for, for being on. Thanks Thank for having me, guys. No problem. Appreciate yeah, it. it. Thanks, fun. everyone. See you, guys. All right.